Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Hello again, my name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor here at Lighthouse. Hey, a quick announcement for me. Last week we started selling our t-shirts. And I would encourage you guys to pick up one of these t-shirts. Um, the back of the shirt says, Heart, Soul, Mind, and Strength. And it's the scripture, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the reason for that is this is 2022, and our word for the year is passion. So we, it's a reminder to ourselves to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. But also, this is a witnessing tool. I can't tell you the number of times I've worn one of our Lighthouse t-shirts and then I'm cussing somebody out over here, and then they say, what? No, I'm actually not doing that. <laughs> Just see if you're awake. There you are. That's good. Um, but no, they notice the t-shirt, and they ask me about it. So even if you're not a t-shirt person, I heard someone the other day say, I just don't wear t-shirts. Buy one, wear one, f- just try to make it work. We got all kinds of sizes out there, so, uh, but it's a good witnessing tool. So for today, uh, we're going to start off with another top 10, uh, but <laughs> today is our top 10 dadisms, all right, phrases that dads say, okay? <laughs> you don't have to admit that you've said these, men. <laughs> Number 10, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. I've said that way too many times. I apologize to my kids right now. Number nine, they don't make things like they used to. It's true, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of heads nod. Number eight, if they told you to jump off a cliff, would you do that too? They told me to do it. (sighs) Number seven, don't talk back to your mother. Anyone ever said that? Yeah. Number six, Were you raised in a barn? (laughs) Heard that one last night, actually. (laughs) I didn't say it. Number five, I'm not going to tell you again. But we do, right? We tell you again. (laughs) We do. Number four, I'm not sleeping. I'm just resting my eyes. (laughs) You know, my dad used to say that one anytime you turn the channel, except for we actually had to turn it like that, you know. Um, I I would never do that, and then I do that. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Number three, when I was your age, (laughs) things were different back then. Number two, money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. And the number one is actually about money, too. Do you think I'm made of money? Hint, hint. I, I did throw in a bonus one. This is one that uh, my dad would always say to me. He would say, um, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. That's something he would tell me <laughs> after I mowed the lawn or something. It's like, son, if it's worth doing, you should do it right. Okay. Uh, we, we're doing this, by the way, the, the, the top tens this summer in, to introduce our message series, Top Ten, which is a study of the Ten Commandments. And uh, you can turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 20. We'll be in verse 12. Uh, You can use your smartphones as well. We'll have it, I think, on the screen today as well. So um, just to set things up, we 
have already covered uh, one through four of the commandments. No other gods, no idols, don't misuse God's name, and honor the Sabbath day. So I'm hopeful by the end of the series, you guys have these all memorized, right? Because <laughs> you're just going to hear about them all summer long. But today, we're going to be studying number five. Number five, from Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And then I'm going to actually flip forward to uh, Deuteronomy. Where's that at? Chapter 5, verse 16, where Moses restates it. He's restating the Ten Commandments to the children of Israel, and he says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live long, and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So this is the only commandment that has a promise of blessing if you obey them. The, there is a general promise of blessing if you obey the commandments, but this one specifically, God is saying, if we obey, I'm sorry, if we honor our father and mother, that we will live long and that things will go well with us. Now, something to note, these commands were given to adults, all right? So this commandment is to honor your mother and your father. Children, on the other hand, were commanded to obey their parents. Sometimes we get those confused, right? I mean, I, I think my parents <laughs> grew up telling me the commandment is to obey your parents. Well, no, it says honor your father and your mother. But children are commanded to obey their parents throughout Scripture. Ephesians 6.1 says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And Colossians 3.20 says, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. And then in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy, they took it very seriously. They said, if someone has a stubborn and rebellious son who does not obey his father and mother and will not listen to them when they discipline him, his father and mother shall take hold of him and bring him to the elders at the gate of his town. They shall say to the elders, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of his town are to stone him to death. You must purge the evil from among you. All Israel will hear, will hear of it and be afraid. Students, did you hear that? I just want to make sure you're paying attention. I can read that again if you... Okay, all right, we're good. <laughs> so as adults, we are called to honor. As children, we are called to obey, okay? Um, now let's look up the word honor, though. The word that was used... In the Hebrew is this word called, uh, sounds like kabod. Uh, it means to be heavy. That is burdensome, to make weighty and honorable. So the word is implying that we would take on the weight of our parents. Does that, does that make sense? That by caring for them, taking care of them. It also implies that we are supposed to uh, treat our parents with honor uh, and in Exodus 21, 17, it says, anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. So treating our parents with honor is important, but I believe that this, in this commandment, what the word honor means is to care for our parents, especially in their old age. Jesus actually addresses this command uh, to honor your parents in a couple of places. So I'm going to read this section 
from Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. It says this, Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. And Jesus replied, well, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares what, he, what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. Now the same story is recalled also in the Gospel of Mark, and this is how Mark records Jesus' words. He says, but you say that if anyone declares what <clears throat> might have been used to help their father or mother is korban, that, that is devoted to God, then you no longer let them do anything for their father or mother. So they had this tradition that you could devote things to God, whether it be land or money or, or items, whatever, and, and you would receive honor and prestige by, by doing that. But you could still use those items. I believe it was just like when you either didn't need them anymore or when you died, they would go to the church. So the church made this tradition where they said, well, if you devote it to God, then it's ours, right? It's the churches, it's the leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And, and if your parents are in need, well, you can't, you can't take it back. You can't, you can't use it to help them. So Jesus was making it clear that honoring your father and mother meant to care for them when they were in need, okay, to take care of them. Now, in the book of First, I'm, I'm sorry, in the book of First Timothy, chapter five, verses three and four, Paul actually addresses this idea of honoring your your parents in the in terms of a widow, like honoring and taking care of a widow. He says this in chapter five, verses three through four: Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents for this is pleasing to God. So the church would take on caring for, providing food and shelter and clothing for the widows in their church. But he was saying, Paul was making it very clear, but if the widow has children or grandchildren, then the church shouldn't take on that responsibility. That is the children and grandchildren's responsibility to care for the widow. Does that make sense? Now, Jesus also understood this concept of honoring your parents. So we don't, we don't hear much about Joseph. Um, after Jesus is about 12 years old, we don't hear any more about Joseph. Um, so many biblical scholars believe that his father Joseph died somewhere between 12 and 30 years old. Uh, Jesus was somewhere between 12 and 30. And so his mother, Mary, would have been a widow. And we see in Scripture that there, when he's traveling that there are times when Mary's mother was with him. But on the cross, I don't know if you remember this in Scripture, but on the cross, Jesus was still wanting to honor his mother by taking care of his mother. So he's hanging on the cross. John chapter 19 Verses 25 through 27. Near the cross of Jesus stood, near the, near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there 
And the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, which was the apostle John, he said to her, woman, here's your son. And to the disciple, here's your mother. And from that time on, the disciple took her into his home. So even in death, Jesus was going to make sure that his mother Mary was taken care of. And she was taken care of by John, the disciple. Which I find interesting. John was the one disciple that they couldn't kill. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) So he lived a long time and took care of uh, his mother, most likely until her death. So today's message is honor your parents. Honor your parents. And the question we're going to try to answer today is how do we do that in 2022? Because it's complicated. In America today, it's complicated. We have Medicare, we have Medicaid, we have nursing homes, we have insurance plans, medical bills, retirement plans, assisted living. How exactly are we supposed to honor our parents today? So instead of me giving you my thoughts on this, I decided today we're going to have a panel of experts. So I've invited four individuals, you guys can come on up here, who I believe are doing a good job of this. Now, I wouldn't say that any of them are perfect, but I do think that we can get uh, some information from them, some best practices, things like that, that would be helpful is as we try to honor our parents as well. All right. How do you guys like being called a panel of experts? <laughs> All right, so let's start. Well, actually, let me pray. Um, and then we'll get started. So Father, I thank you for these four um, that you are really calling to try to honor their parents well. So Lord, I pray that you would give them your words to speak today, that you would calm their nerves, and that we would learn something uh, from what they have to say and from their experiences. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. So first of all, share your name age, your parents' age, and where you and your parents currently live. I'm Karis Bontrager. I'm 16 years old, and my parents are both around early 40s, and I do not live with my parents. No, I do live with my parents. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said that. I do live with my parents. Yes, there you go. That's the right answer. Uh, I'm Whitney Guthrie. I'm 24. My parents are late 40s, early 50s. Um, I live in Osceola, and they live in Napanee. Okay. I'm Carol Eanes. I am in my late 50s. Uh, my parents are in their mid to late 80s, and we live, well, they live with me here in Elkhart. Mm-hmm. And I am Matt LaFree, and I am in my early 40s, I mean, mid-40s. <laughs> it was early, early until yesterday, yeah, until your yesterday. Yeah. Uh, My parents are in their late 60s. They live in Bremen. I live in Elkhart, about a half hour away from them. Okay, so at what age did you transition from obeying your parents to honoring your parents? And was that difficult or easy for you, and why? And we'll save you for last on this one. All right, go ahead, Matt. So for me, I made that transition fairly late. 
I think in my life, probably in my early 30s, um, before I started to realize, before that, I thought honoring my parents was obeying my parents. And so everything um, that they would say, I would say, yes, like they'd say jump and I'd say how high. And it wasn't um, super healthy for me. But then I made that transition, like I said, um, in my my early 30s. And it was a, it was a train. I say transition. It was there's some difficulties there of learning to um, to still honor them. But yet it wasn't obeying them and, and saying yes, essentially, to everything that they did. And I think that was the biggest shift was I didn't say yes to everything. So that's when it happened for me. For me, I guess it was probably in my late 20s, early 30s. Um, and just as Matt said, I mean, it's a difficult thing to go from obeying into honoring. Um, when, especially when you're married, you know, you've got that small, thin line there to mm-hmm. <laughs> walk on. Um, I would say for me, I moved out when I was like 20. So like that was kind of a big adjustment. And I think for me, it was kind of like easy and hard on parts because I could still um, go to my parents and ask for advice. But then there was also like, but it's not a rule. Like I don't have to actually go by what they say. It's just kind of getting like just some information. And then I kind of, sometimes I would go with what they said and sometimes I would kind of kind of go my own path and so it's just kind of still trying to honor them and asking for advice but also like making my own decisions I still obey my parents (laughs) good that's the right answer (laughs) (laughs) that's good I I do obey them it's like not exactly do this do this do this we have an understanding I think me and my parents have a really good relationship, and I feel like I've kind of come to the age that I can be friends with them and not just be their kids. Mm-hmm. Their kid. Their kid, yeah. I like that. She says, my parents and I have an understanding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk to Lyndon and Krista about that later. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. But, it, but I do think that's a key point is that honoring your parents, you know, which is a commandment for us as adults, doesn't necessarily mean to obey. Children are to obey. Now, when we transition from childhood to adulthood, I think it's different for all of us. But there needs to be a transition that takes place. So like what, what Matt was saying, he's, he's married and in his 30s and still ha- felt like he needs to obey his parents. And that's re- usually not healthy for a marriage and for a family. And so that transition needs to take place. So, so when we transition from, you know, obeying to honoring, that looks different. So that's our next question. Give some examples of what honoring your parents looks like in your life today. You have the microphone. (laughs) So for, for today, I think honoring our parents especially for me, is being there when they need me to be there. Um, I'll give you a real specific example of like today. So my dad um, has, has had, he's been battling cancer. And so there were times where he just needed me to be there, even though he didn't 
there are times where he doesn't think he needs me to be there, but but just being there and not doing anything and just sitting with him, um, I feel like that is a way um, to honor him, is just, just being there for them um, and being an ear to, to, to listen to. I don't necessarily agree with everything that, that he was saying all the time, but just being there and listening. And I just want to add to that um, part of Matt's story is that his dad is, is very self-sufficient and has been most of his life. Um, but there's been this season where his dad can't do the things that he has been able to do in the past as he's been going through these cancer treatments. And uh, Matt has just been there for him no matter what. I mean, even if, when he wasn't necessarily wanted to be there, but he's been there to, to do the things to help his dad get accomplished because they had some work to do outside in another house and so on. And Matt just made a way to be there silently in a sense. He didn't just tell his dad, you can't do all this stuff. He just went there and helped take care of him in those moments. And uh, I think he's done a great job of it through it all. Want to repeat the question? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> get some examples of what honoring your parents looks like in your life today. Okay, I guess for me, um, an example of honoring my parents is my parents live with me. As I said, they're in their mid to late 80s. Um, it's not a difficult road. You're, you're still their child, um, and you want to try and help them as much as possible, but yet you want to give them the freedoms that they have um, or they feel like they need. Um, I guess for me, the most difficult thing that I'm facing right now is the fact that they're not healthy, and just this Friday they signed on a house. And they're going to be moving out on their own again. And uh, so as a kid, I'm trying to honor them as far as what they want. Um, but at the same time, it's very difficult for me because I know the limitations that they have at their age and with their health. I, just to ask you a couple more questions on that. So they're going to be moving out. Yes. And, and being on their own because they want to, you know, and, and they're adults, they can make that decision. But does that mean that your responsibility ends the, the moment they walk out? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's that going to look like for you to continue to honor them even though they're not living with you? Well, it's going to be a lot of going and checking on them, doing things for them still, um, making sure they're safe. Um, yeah. You know. And I think Carol's been doing a fantastic job. We've been kind of walking this journey with her a little bit. Um, but uh, it's not easy when your parents get to the point where physically they're not able to care for themselves and you have a lot of tough decisions to make along the way. And, and Carol said to me, she says, I don't, I don't know that I should be on your board because I haven't done this perfectly. Um, but she has done an exceptional job, I think, of trying to be honorable and then caring for and, and asking for prayer because it's hard when our, when our parents get there. Um, so I think you're doing a great job with that. Um, I would say for me, it's time. I mean, I'm a young adult, somewhat newly married, and so we're just busy. Mm -hmm. And so... With my parents, we live 30 minutes away from them. And so it's that 
time, either if we go and visit them and drive there, or I always know I need to call them. And I can tell if I've seen them enough, depending on the phone call. <laughs> if I call them and it's a five-minute conversation and they're done, I'm like, okay, I did my job. But then mm -hmm. other times it's like, oh, it's been 45 minutes and we're still on the phone. You know, so it's like, oh, I need to talk to them a little bit more. But then also, as like a newlywed, it's like, I have my parents, but we also have in-laws too. Yeah, and so I need to, one thing that we've been trying to adjust to is like, I need to honor my parents, but also honor in-laws mm -hmm. and treat them like parents also. And so it's kind of like making sure I have hands on both and I make sure they're both okay and both loved, so. Yeah. And I, I bet asked Whitney to come up here um, because I think she's navigating that really well. Because as a, as a young adult, you've been on your own like, how long have you lived outside of their house? Yeah, like three years or so. Um, so she's, but, and, and as young adults, you tend to like, okay, I moved out, so I'm going to run away and have nothing to do with my parents. Um, but that's not what I would say honoring to your parents, because we are parents of five young adults now. We still have needs, right? <laughs> so, you know, we, we want to be in relationship and, you know, and have time with our kids as well. And so I think that that's an important thing that Whitney's done there is to continue to try to stay in relationships. She's not having to care for their physical needs, but you know, just that emotional need of a parent to still be in relationship. I think you're doing a great job of that. Um, I see my parents mostly every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I, when like an anniversary or like, Mother's Day comes around, or Father's Day, um, I give them a card, and they like the meaningful ones. Um, so they always appreciate that, and then I, like, kiss them goodnight. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I don't think I ever, well, I don't think I ever had a don't talk to me phase, like, it's I'm too good. <laughs> like, I'm better than you. I don't think. I don't think they might have something different to say. But yeah, um, <laughs> I feel like I honor my parents pretty well. Yeah, and they honor me. Mm -hmm. So I think it's you know it's the honor and obey. You know, so again, students looking around here, that's still really key beyond obeying is to treat them with honor. I love the fact that you're remembering anniversaries and birthdays and special events. I think that's really, really key, too. She's kind of a model child, though, so that's why she's up here. <laughs> Doing a great job. All right. Now, a couple of uh, more questions. This is for the general audience. Any of you guys can answer this. If someone is not currently in relationship with their parents, how do they still honor them? I would say, like, for me, it's just not talking bad about them. You know, yeah. like, even if, you know, why ever you're not in communication with them, just try to remember some sort of memory or some sort of good thing that they did and just try to keep that positive, like, idea in your head and even, like, verbally saying it, too, like, just putting positive mm -hmm. stuff out there for them. Yeah. Anyone else? So... 
if you don't know, I'm a pastor here at the church, so I'm going to give you a spiritual answer. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think some of that has to go with, um, well, one, number one, praying for them. Um, in that, they don't stop praying for them. And then I don't know what the experience is, like why that fracture happened, if it's on them or on you, but there's, there's healing from that. And so sometimes there may be a, um, I'll call it bite the bullet, and you just have to do some forgiveness. Um, there could be some healing prayer in that. Um, but you just have to say, okay, I'm, we can't do this. I need to forgive and maybe bite the bullet and take that first move. And there's going to be probably uncomfortable moments or whatever, but it might be part of that. Just biting the bullet and saying, I need to forgive. Let's try to, to mend this relationship. Yeah, there's a scripture that says, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Um, and so I do think that if there is something that we need to do to try to restore relationships, whether it's with a child or with a parent, I do think it's on us to take that initiative to do it. But I also acknowledge that there are sometimes it's a toxic relationship and you, you've, you've healed and you can't keep putting yourself into that situation, which I understand. Um, but I do think love always hopes. And so we have to hang on to, well, I'm not going to try this year, but maybe next year. You know, it's just that idea of always hoping that maybe that relationship can be restored. Because they're important. Yeah, those relationships between parents and children are important. Anyone else? Okay. Um, if someone's parents are already deceased, how do they honor them? What are some ways that they can honor them? Um, I think that talking to other people about your parents is a good way to, like, keep on their legacy. Or <laughs> I think... Going on with what Whitney said, talking like honoring them with your words, either remembering good things about them or helping other people understand mm -hmm. how they acted mm -hmm. when they were alive. Yeah. I think another way that we can remember the ones that are deceased is uh, just trying to follow some of the examples that they gave us while they were living. Yeah. Anyone else? Remembering the good, you know, because I think, I mean, none of us parents are perfect. None of us had perfect parents. So once they're gone, I think it's important to try to remember the good. Yeah, for sure. Um, as for children... What if their parents are not Christians? Do they still obey them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can say, um, speaking for my husband, uh, his parents there for a long time were not Christians, and uh, he had to follow you know, what they asked. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. And it's what God says for us to do, too. Yeah. My answer is also yes. Um, <laughs> there is, I thought of this, um, there's a scripture and it, it, if we, the scripture's about money, but basically one of the Pharisees, I believe, or somebody asked Jesus, like, well, if we're supposed to give our money to God, should we also essentially 
pay our taxes. And he says, give to, um, what's the name? Give Caesar. to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God. And so the give to Caesar part is, yeah, still pay your taxes, even though it's not directly to God. And so the same thing is like, yeah, give your honor to your parents, even though they don't believe. And so that, that kind of came to mind when I thought of that. So yeah, I think you should, because we still have to honor that. We should honor everybody, whether they're a believer or not a believer. So yes, the answer is yes. Honor, honor and obey. I think it was a, yeah, obey, obey your parents. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just throw in, I mean, for children uh, who are listening, unless they're commanding you to do something sinful, I mean, that would be the only, you know, that you would try to. But yeah, I think that we're supposed, we're called to obey our parents. And through that obedience, I think that there's a, a, a likelihood that our parents could come to know Jesus if we obey them. All right, so we've got time for one last question. What final piece of advice you guys can all give this would you give everyone here when it comes to honoring their parents? Ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me, it is patience, patience, patience. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I don't pray for patience. I don't want to do that because <laughs> um, it just seems like there's more challenges. Um, but where I'm at with this, it's patience and forgiveness and just kind of try and look past some of the stuff that happens. Yeah, so develop those spiritual muscles. For your future. <laughs> good. That's good. Um, I would say for me, I think Matt kind of hit it a little bit. Just like when you're newlyweds, like there's just a weird transition that just happens there between, okay, I'm still honoring my parents, but there's a little bit of a, a distance because now you're with your spouse. And so like I think for me, just remember like the parents are also going through a change. It's not just the people getting married, it's also the parents of like, oh, I need to not actually answer this for them. Like they need to do it, you know, yeah. like just some stuff. And it's hard for the parents, just like it's hard for the kids. The yeah. kids are trying to learn how to live their life and the parents are trying to learn how to step back a little bit. And so yeah. just kind of give and take on that and give some grace. So Yeah, it's good. I hope this makes sense, but um, I would say Sounds weird to say, but have confidence um, in, in what you do. So for me, um, I've struggled a lot with confidence. Part of that because of that upbringing, because of that late, out of leaving the obedience and going into honoring late. And so, like, I would hold on to what my mom and dad said, like, like it was gold, because I didn't have the confidence to do it on my own. But then as I, as I started to grow and I get more confidence, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I've had experiences in my life. I can take the advice that my, my parents gave me and I can take my experiences and I can make, basically make me the person that I, that I am. That's really and good. so, um, yeah, just have confidence. And part of that confidence and part of that honoring is like, I'm the, the man that I am today, which hopefully is a good man, but because of what my mom and dad, how they raised me. And yeah. so um, I have confidence in that. But yeah, getting away from that and going into the honoring, but have confidence that like, no, I can do this on my own, essentially. Um, for me, that's a big deal. 
Yeah, and I just want to add to that. I think that um, there might be some individuals here today who you struggle with saying no to your parents as an adult. And I think God would just want to say to you, honor and obey are different. They are different. We can still honor our parents as adults and without obeying them. Does that make sense? And so I think there's some people that need to hear that. We might disappoint our parents by making a decision that is best for our family, but against the advice of our aging parents. And that's okay. And we don't have to get into a big confrontation. We can just, we can still honor them in that, but have the confidence to make the decision that's right for our families. So that's really good. Can I add one more thing yeah, real quick? Because it's kind of gone. Kind of what Whitney said. If you're in a season of where you have maybe some young adult kids that are just leaving, I think as a parent then, we, we need to know that and, tr and in our mind transition to that too, that, oh, my, my child is going to be moving from obeying me to honoring. And that will help that whole transition. It'll help you. It'll help them. So That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. Karis, do you have one last piece of advice? Um, I like to remind my parents that I really appreciate them because I do. They raise me and they are a, one of the biggest parts of my life. So I think just letting them know that you're extremely grateful and just recalling memories with them and spending time, good time with them that you can. So. I think everybody wants to adopt you right now, Karis. <laughs> Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Thank you, guys. Give them a hand. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.